Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice. I'm Jeannie Rice, your co-host. Michael and I will share with you the wisdom of the ancient Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. We offer tools and support five days a week. We will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love in Aramaic Rachma. Michael is the author of Why Is This Happening to Me Again?, for more information on Michael, myself, or forgiveness, please visit www.whyagain.org. And now, your co-hosts, the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice. Hi, and welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday, April the 19th, 2016. Our call-in number is 646-200-4169. Press 1, and that puts you in queue to talk to us, and we would love to hear your comments and your questions because that makes this your show. Welcome, Michael. Well, thank you, dear heart. And uh, today we have a guest with us who is um, who has been with us previously uh, when we were doing uh, Parent Teacher Mondays. Suzanne Tucker used to uh, join us and share with us quite often in that process. And Suzanne is a uh, physical therapist who works extensively with families and baby massage and conscious parenting and just uh, has been doing all kinds of neat stuff with her own work. And uh, she's integrated the uh, forgiveness process over the last 20 or plus years that she's been doing that work. And uh, so is having an impact in St. Louis and has just come out with a uh, a new product called Generation Mindful Peacemakers. And uh, so coining the term Generation Mindful, Suzanne, welcome to the show. And maybe you can start out and tell us a little bit about what caused you to come up with Generation Mindful, then we'll explore a little more about the cards. Wonderful. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Michael and Jeannie. Delighted. So, yeah, Delighted. Glad mindful. you're with us. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I miss those Monday calls. Can we get back on those? I'd be open. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Well, I'll tell you a little bit about Generation Mindful and then my peacemakers. So Generation Mindful is a social mission-driven company. It's a brand-new company, and our launch product is this is this deck of mantra cards for families called Peacemakers. And what we are doing is creating a line of tools that are playful for families and classrooms that build emotional intelligence. And we want to do it in a way that gives back so that we can reach the children and families that might not be out looking for this sort of education or tools, but are finding that they're in need of education and support. And so 
the cards are a game and a playful way to um, to build emotional intelligence. And that's really basically um, where we start. And then we start asking, well, what is emotional intelligence? And how do you define emotional intelligence? I know a lot of people out there perhaps have heard the term. It's been around for quite a while. But in the context that you're using it, what would your definition, especially for the child, be of emotional intelligence? Sure. Well, we, we look at it as four things, self-awareness and self-management and then social awareness and social skills. So it's really, it's inward and then it's in relationship or in connection. And it, it's what makes the why work, the forgiveness work so powerful is because, at least for me, in, in 25 years working with these tools, uh, Michael, that you brought to my family, to me and my family, um, the forgiveness work has, has always started with myself, and then it's flowed outward through my relationships. And so what we've done with Peacemakers is taken the truth, the basic truth, um, that I've come to know largely through the the work, the um, the Aramaic forgiveness work, uh, basic truths that have helped me in my journey um, as a woman, as a person, but as a mother, and um, I've been able to take take those truths and put them in front of myself in the form of mantra cards. Um, and the way this came to be is, is that I've been teaching these positive parenting or conscious parenting classes uh, for years and families just started saying to me, Suzanne, I would really like a way to keep these in front of me in my day. I, I can hear the messages, your words in my head and they were affecting their thoughts. They were starting to have new rituals and new habits um, starting with their thoughts and we talk about thought, word, and deed thought, word, and action. And so basically in listening to what my parents were asking for, um, the, the idea of Peacemakers came through really that request from the parents saying, I'd really like a way to keep these in front of me and to bring them more powerfully into my day. And so Generation Mindful was started in order to bring um, playful connection and um, healing relationships to the generations, uh, both families and classrooms, and to do it, and again, in a way that um, we can give back and um, work with some nonprofit partners and really just take this, this healing work um, out into the world in a bigger way. Awesome. Well, does that, certainly that ties into it, yeah. our mission. Yeah. And, uh, and we're here to support it 100%. It's very consistent, and oftentimes Julie Haverstick joins us on Mondays as well. And, uh, you know, that's been her mission in the classroom with her uh, work as an inner city school teacher and then uh, having written the book Healing Children, Loving Children and how it all ties together. So it's certainly perfectly consistent with what we're doing. So tell us what the cards look like and how they're designed to be used. It's a pretty cool package. I just uh, just got mine. And uh, so tell us a little bit about awesome. what they look like so that the, uh, awesome. the reader or the listener can kind of get a sense of how they'd be used and how they'd be useful to them. Wonderful. Okay. Well, they are a deck of 42 affirming messages and they are meant to be used playfully. So they are beautiful and they're colorful 
and they were designed to attract children um, in the way that they were designed. Um, they are they are large. They're three and a half by five inch, so they're oversized, um, very sturdy cars that have a. Um, a consistent design on the one side, much like if you've ever worked with mantra cards, you'll, you'll find a lot of times they have a, a consistent design on the one side. Um, and that, that universal design on the one side is the Peacemaker logo. And it's a beautiful image of two larger doves coming together with a heart between them and then two smaller birds in the nest. And it's a, that, that logo was designed by our illustrator, Roxana Farkas, in uh, Germany. And it just so beautifully represents, for me, um, the love that we are in connection as, as generations, whether we are teacher, educator, parent, grandma, neighbor, friend, connecting with the next generation with little people. Uh, so that is the intention of that logo on the one side. If you flip your cards over, you'll see a message. And the deck is designed to explore seven themes. And they go from, uh, from red to purple-violet. Uh, as we explore those seven themes, each theme is represented by a color in the rainbow. So we go from red to orange to yellow to green to blue to violet to purple, and each one representing uh, a different theme. And, and, and I can go into those seven themes with you. Um, but what you'll find is that the children gravitate to the box because of the, uh, the colors and then the little animals that we have representing each theme. And much intention went into choosing both the color and the animal um, to represent the theme. And then each card will deliver a small message. So if you were playing the de- with the cards with your child, you might hold the deck out and run your finger over the cards until they say stop, and then you'd pull that card, or they could just draw a card, and then you would read that message. Uh, and the deck comes with a few welcoming cards, and they kind of bring you into the deck and invite you into uh, some different ways to play with the messages and the cards you draw together each day. Well, I happen to have the, uh, you mentioned love, I happen to have the love card in my hand, and the message on the card, it's a a really pale green, uh, Mm -hmm. and it says, I am breathing in, I am love, I am breathing out, I am enough, I am love, and so are you, I choose love this day, and it's a really uh, beautiful uh, design, they're really quite, uh, quite attractively done. Thank you. And the hummingbird the, um, is the symbol. Yes, yes, that is a, the hummingbird, and that's the green, and that green represents the heart chakra. Um, so it's the color of love, it's the color of the heart and that opening, and the hummingbird, if you look to the Native American uh, animal totems, you'll see that hummingbird represents that love as well. So it, it, is, it is a beautiful design, isn't it? And it's all meant to, to bring that energy of that opening be afada or be opened, um, that love, that breathing in, I am love, and that, that really that Holy Spirit of, uh, of the opening of our heart chakras to one another and to, the, to the, really the love that we are as a noun, um, which is something profound that I've uh, taken away from, from the work that, that, you, uh, that you, you offer to the world 
Um, and it's one thing that you'll see that runs through the whole of Peacemakers is the idea of love as a noun, um, that we are love, um, as opposed to a verb, that we give cool. love or do love. Yeah, yeah. So what you read, that is one of the seven um, theme cards. They have a white uh, reverse image background logo on the one side, and those are intended right. for the adults who get the decks and then older children, um, teenagers, tweens. They love these cards. There's, so there's that little mini deck of seven cards that have a little bit more advanced uh, messaging in there. Uh, and then if you look to the deck, you'll find 35 cards that are really broken down into little tiny messages um, that are simple enough for, for children. And we have families with um, babies, one-year-olds, two-year-olds, working with the simple messages all the way up into uh, six-year-olds, nine-year-olds, um, so all over the board. And I actually have some seniors that are working with the full deck of the cards, the, the, the 35 um, more simple messages and then the seven more advanced messages. So, Cool. One thing I we flip could through do is, the uh, – oh, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was thinking uh, we, can, we can talk a little bit more, but I know that from, from, from experience of just working with people, people are eager, eager to play the game. You know, they really want to see the cards in motion. And I was thinking, how do we, how do we play the game on the radio – and one thing um, that I could do is I could spread out my deck, Michael, um, and we could play as if, you know, you and I were, were playing in the morning as part of our, maybe our family morning ritual. Or a lot of families are playing at nighttime, too. They might be playing at dinner time or tuck-in time. And uh, I thought to play on the radio, I would just run my finger over the child deck, and you could tell me um, now or uh, something like this, and that okay. would be your card. And we could, we could play Cool. Let's go for it. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So I'm ready. Well, how about right now? Any? Right, right now. Right there. Got your card. I've got your card. And what we find is children, it's, it's the fun of opening a fortune cookie, right? It's like this special message is just for you. And it's wonderful because you, uh, your residence energy pulled the little hummingbird. And it says, it's a green card. And it says, I am one of a kind and made out of love. I am love. So you just literally mm. vibrated and resonated. You pulled the one card that most accurately mirrors the uh, the other green card that you had just pulled, right? The the parent card, I call it. Isn't that beautiful how that well, resonance it, it, energy works? It, it must be resonance because I was actually just getting ready to read all of the green cards. And the first one says, surprise of surprises. I uh-huh. am one of a kind and made out of love. Uh-huh. I am love. And then I show my love. I am a friend. I am thankful. Love. I am kind. I am yep. surrounded by love. I trust the world and let love in. So yeah. they were the cards I so you, had in my hands to look at. So Yes. So for the listeners, cool. Michael just went through all of the little nuggets that explore that theme of love, you just read them one after the other, all five. And uh, I love that. And what we find is that children, um, they really do resonate with the cards they pull. And, in fact, my six-year-old Hadley, Michael, she said to me the other day, um, we were playing, 
And she said, I said, do you want to pick a card? And she said, yeah. And she was pulling a card, and she said, Mom, I think my card picks me, just like that. (laughs) So what you find is that the deck opens you up to these little mini miracles of these little moments, these thoughts, these awarenesses that our children, they're really having all the time every day. And I think what it does is as a game, as a ritual, it really slows us down to connect us in the little moments and it allows for us, the parent, in our busyness, to to have the ears to hear, really, to slow down and to hear those most profound little things that our children are saying all the time. Um, and it gives them the platform um, to ask questions, to share ideas, to to imagine and to play into these kind of concepts, these big ideas. Um, and so, again, for the listener out there, some people are like, okay, they're mantra cards and there's these big, you know, these beautiful thoughts and ideas, but how do I play with them, right? And how do I play with these ideas with my child? And so for you, I would say there's, a, there's a, an, an extra card in the deck that folds out and opens up, and it has um, seven different game ideas. Um, and since we've been playing with the cards, you know, I have, I have probably seven times seven more uh, to add, and we're going to be adding those to the website as we go. But there are so many games that you can play with these cards. But to get you started, we have seven spelt out that come in the deck. Suzanne? For family. Yes. Hey, Jeannie. Some, hey. Uh, someone in the chat room had asked how they could get the cards. And so while you were talking, I looked up. So tell me if there's any way different. You go to www.genmindful.com. Click on shop, and it says they're $30 a deck, and right now you have free shipping. That's right. That's correct. Awesome. And they're called, they're called Peacemakers. So if you go on the website under shop, it's that first drop-down, Peacemakers. And, and there's um, a special code. They enter launch party, and that gets you that free shipping in the U.S., Cool. Well, I'm looking at the uh, the list of playing with the peacemakers, and uh, the, some of the suggestions are to use them to ask question, plan activ- questions, plan activities, share stories, see each other, pull a card, and play I See You, describing each person's strength as they mm-hmm. relate to the card they selected, dream together, foster intelligence, journal creatively, invent anew. And uh, one of the ones, as, I'm, as I was listening to you speak, that comes to mind is these would be awesome to have in the center of the dinner table and uh, mm, make yeah. them a, a focus for a grace. You know, it's, uh, it's kind of um, in our hectic world and so many people who've left uh, the idea of any kind of ritual around thankfulness for the meal has been left behind mm-hmm. for a lot of people in our busy world. And this would seem to be a, a cool way to just keep that in front of people, you know, have the kids draw a card and make that the, the, uh, the grace meditation for the meal would be a cool way to use them too. Beautiful. Families are Sweet. really looking, they're really looking for that, Michael. I think, you know, there's so much research around the power of the family meal. It's the number one, uh, most concrete uh, parallel between children and um, behaviors when they get into the teen years, right, that show uh, connection and balance and self-love, things like 
their grades and whether they're on um, psychotropic drugs or not, whether they're struggling with um, bulimia, anorexia, um, depression, suicide. What, what research has found is that the, the more we are sitting down to have a family meal five days a week, um, the lower the stats around all of those um, troubles or challenges become with our kids, right. at, at, yeah. at, you know, in the teen years. So, I mean, parents are looking for tools. They want them to be concrete. They want them to be easy. And they would like them to be um, joyful and a ritual. And that's really the idea behind peacemakers. The families that I'm working with are like, how do I do this? I'm overwhelmed. I'm, I'm constantly feeling a day late and a dollar short. And I want to do, quote, right by my child. Um, and so the, to, to start with, we wanted to do something that was uplifting, not as a, something that you need to do to be good, but as a reminder that I already am, that I am love and I am enough, um, and that, that connecting can be easy and joyful and not a big heavy to-do thing. Um, and when you mention it at dinner time, that is, that is a wonderful application. Um, any of the natural phases of our, of our day as a family, um, breakfast, first thing in the morning, first thing if they go to school, first thing coming home from school, it can be a wonderful reuniting transition sort of ritual. Dinner time and then bedtime, again, is another one that we're hearing a lot about. Um, and what, the other thing I wanted to mention is that simply when we bring intention to habit, it becomes mindful or a ritual. And that's really how I hold ritual is that it is, it is habit done with intention. And so the peacemakers take sort of the rat race of life and they slow it down and they bring intention for families in a really playful, silly, quick, easy way. Cool. Well, the, um, I, I didn't uh, do an intro since you were on the phone. I just skipped over that, but my planned intro today, and I could see these coming into uh, this, the idea, which I'll talk about when we complete our, our conversation is um, was pointing perception was kind of the, uh, the theme I was thinking of going with today for the show. And I could mm. see these cards being used in a game of pointing perception and pull the card and gee, you know, I had, you know, I had trouble with Billy at school today. And it's like, well, if you pick this card and I'm just reaching the deck now and pulling a card and it is, mm-hmm. I make my feelings and I can change them with my thoughts. So if I were mm, to I apply that, that to that my one. situation, <laughs> pointing perception yeah. at Billy today, I could say, Hmm, yeah. Gee, and it would be a perfect place to support a child in being able to start to shift and change their thinking toward Billy yes. and what they went through today and seeing differently, which is just a, a huge skill to give to children. So I could see them uh, being played as a, as a way of pointing perception, which is what our show was going to be about today. Cool. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, so you picked the lion, the yellow, the yellow card. That is yes. the third chakra right over the uh, solar plexus, and it's all about that that balance and um, le- where real leadership comes. And what, we, what I find, it's so great you pulled that card because for me, this is the crux of emotional intelligence, right? Most of our world mm-hmm. does not hold up a mirror to children that says, I make my feelings and I can change them with my thoughts. 
most of the world wants to hold up, or at least the older, I think it's shifting quite a bit, um, sort of the old message for children was, um, you make me so, you make me so mad, you make me so sad, you make me so proud. And what we're teaching children when we live in a world that says, you make me, is we're teaching them victim and we're teaching them um, codependence. You make my feelings. You are to blame or you are to credit. But in that world, I am subject to a world that, that can come in and, and rob my joy. They can rock my center. Um, but the truth is that we, we have some ownership over our feelings and we have some power because we are creative beings made in the image and likeness of God. And so when we get into that idea, it's a very empowering idea, we start to get into the present moment, into our breath, into our awareness of our body as an antenna, and to the power we have over our emotions and our feelings through our thoughts. And so it's wonderful. I had a mom yesterday. She, um, she, she's been working with these cards with her little six-year-old son. And she said that last night she sent me a picture of him holding the card, I am thankful. And she shared so beautifully, she said, I, it took me 30-something years to know this. And she had battled depression for 30-something for years of her life. And she said that here she is sharing this truth, I am thankful, as a tool with her son. And she says, oh, Suzanne, he just he can't wait. They call them the thank you fours. He can't wait for at night when he gets to do his thank you fours. And he last night pulled this card, I am thankful. And she said that basically what she was reflecting on is that in her adult life, she has found that thankfulness and gratitude has, is a tool, a useful tool that she now uses to guard her mind from depression. And she uses it to manage, to manage the inclination. When she feels depressed, she goes to thankfulness or gratitude as a tool. And she was just celebrating that here she is, sharing this as a tool, you know, with her child at bedtime with her little six-year-old and how much he just rejoices in that idea that, that he can choose his thoughts and he can choose to, to, to move to gratitude. I just think it's a really powerful idea to um, depart these, these truths to our children when they're little. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, very cool. It's very creative the way you come up to uh, to share these with kids, and uh, we're uh, we're delighted to be on your team and to have you on our team, and uh, that you're bringing more ideas to the world for uh, bringing healing to children and bringing wholeness to families. It's pretty awesome. Well, thank you so much. We welcome um, the collaborative process with any and all out there. Uh, we. We have a number of ways that we can use these tools to give back. Um, there's a whole page on our website called Giving Back, and um, we align with various nonprofits. Um, and uh, the your work and the Y work being, being one that we like to be able to spread uh, in the world through the sale of these, uh, these um, tools. So this is just the one, but we look forward to launching. We have a, a second product in the works, and then a third. So uh, if anyone out there represents a school or a nonprofit and they would like to talk about ways that we can work together, 
to use these in, in fundraising uh, mechanisms. Um, I would be very interested in, in talking with anyone out there who would like cool. to do that. Cool. we get a sneak preview of the, the new products coming down the pike? You, you sure can. The, the, the next product is, is called Love Vans. And they are a set of bracelets, there'll be four in the set, that are visual reminders to choose love, that we are love, that love is a noun. And it's basically a tool that I've used in my positive parenting classes to invite connection before correction. So one, I remember you and I were speaking on one of our parent-teacher talk uh, radio days, and I mentioned the mantra, um, connect before you correct and how powerful that is for families when they have the awareness to, to, to choose connection before correction. And so one of the tools that I've been using with families is rubber bands. I was having them put four rubber bands on their wrist, three rubber bands in one color and one rubber band in another color. And the families, um, I invited them to, to simply be aware, am I connecting with my child or am I correcting my child? And the discipline is based on brain research that says that the brain can only handle a certain number of negatives or corrective directives for every positive. And the research says really five to six um, positives or connectors is what is required for the brain to then take in the corrective directive as a useful tool to self-growth and awareness. And so people, teachers are using this uh, research at school, and they call it the sandwich. Julie probably uses this. The sandwich is on top is the bread. You use a, 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 something that you notice about the child that they are doing. You reinforce it with your words. Then the cream or the middle filling is your growth, the one thing that you want to invite them into, a new behavior. And then the bottom piece of bread that, that completes the sandwich is another affirming uh, insight that you offer back to them that encourages them. And so what we're doing is we're taking that onto the wrist with, with parents for three connectors for every one directive. And so every time they connect with their child um, in a connecting way, they will move that connector bracelet to the other wrist. And what they're, they're invited into is, can I move all three of my connector bracelets before I move my director one again? So if you find yourself nagging, nagging, nagging in the morning, um, trying to get your kids off to school, this, this bracelet set will invite you into ways to connect and just that awareness uh, before and you. Suzanne, uh, I just, yes, I looked on your website under coming soon and they're beautiful. I want to say oh, when fine. you get them. What you will definitely, <laughs> you definitely will. You'll be the first. And yeah, cool. we're moving into the development of those. Uh, and, and the other thing we're going to do with that is we're going to include a booklet that breaks down just a hundred creative, fun, easy, playful ways to connect. Because what happens is that the parent brain starts to go into overwhelm. Well, like that sounds like a great idea, but oh my gosh, how do I do that? And is it going to be hard? And do I have the time? And do I have the energy? And so we're going to look for any roadblocks and we're going to, we're going to take away the roadblock. And so to help with that roadblock, we're just going to, we're just going to have a little, informational packet that comes with it that invites you into how really easy and playful that can be. And just to kind of give you training wheels on that kind of connection, we're going to break it down. Are we connecting with our infant? That might be touch. It might be our eye contact. 
It might be singing. Are we connecting with our toddler? That might be um, playing a game of, of roughhouse or pillow fight or dancing, something real physical. Or it might be playing horsey where they hop on your back. Um, it might be simply asking them what's their favorite color or did they have a dream last night. And then we move on up into teenagers and even our, even our spouses or our partners or our coworkers at work. So we're going to break down the relationships and offer some really simple, playful ways to connect so that people can start bringing that in as a new habit. Remember, we talked about habit with, a, with intention is ritual. So they're just really forming some new rituals around relationships that look like interdependence and connection. Very cool. Well, I'll, I'll throw in the, the mix as you think about the band project. And uh, way back uh, when my kids were small, we actually started a school in South Florida where the parents were, had to actually be in the school one day a week with their child. That was part of the, mm-hmm. uh, the process for developing the school. And then we developed a program and took it into a, a, a program, a school in the, at Unity Church in Delray mm-hmm. Beach, and it was called um, Lessons in Living, and actually that's, it's almost 30 years ago, and we were there recently, and, and that program's still carrying on, but the first lesson that we took into the classroom, first, the beginning point of the whole thing, and they were kindergarten through grade eight, is we would go in, and we, had, we actually at that time had four different teachers who approached the kids in different ways. And mm-hmm. uh, I kind of went in with the science and the the mind. We had someone that went in with story, someone that went in with art. And, uh, mm-hmm. and the, the first lesson that we focused on was, and, and explaining it through resonance, was when I choose love, it wakes up the love in everyone. And mm. hand in hand with that went the tool of the love exchange. And so mm-hmm. I'd invite you to maybe integrate the, uh, the love exchange idea of, you know, closing your eyes, connecting with the love mm-hmm. within, opening your eyes, sending it to, to that person. And then recognizing when I choose that, that, uh, that that wakes up, that that literally awakens that energy in the people around me. So, mm-hmm. so it's just so cool, all the creative so, stuff you're doing. Well, Michael, it's, it's, it's such a beautiful affirmation. So each of the bands will have a mantra on it. And what you just said there, the choose love is the redirective corrective band. That's what it will say on it. That will be the mantra is choose love. So Mm -hmm. it will say, I am love. You are love. Love. Let's see. I am love. You are love. Love always wins. That's the one I have a question mark about is that two of this world. And then the last one is choose. I choose love. And that is the that is that uh, connective band. So thank you for that. We will make sure the uh, the love exchange is is definitely detailed out. It's a beautiful exercise. Cool. Well, maybe it's, it's basically uh, maybe what it we could what even we be with baby massage. That is the most basic form of attachment. Is that um, is the love exchange? Is that eye contact and uh, yeah. that love carried through our presence through our eyes. Powerful. And I think that reminding the parent, uh, you know, maybe even a fifth band that says, when I choose love, it wakes up the love in everyone, reminding the mm-hmm. parent that that's the way, instead of choosing some form of 
hostility or fear, which so many parents do, and reinforcing that in the child that it literally energetically wakes up that part of the child. And, and when the child mm-hmm. is in their stuff, when they're in their negativity, mm-hmm. so many parents get lost in that themselves and just play it out with them instead of making a different choice and having the discipline to stay with that different choice. So very cool. And Jeannie tells me we've got a couple of hands up. And so I'm going to just invite our callers to, uh, to say hello and see if they have something that they want to know about the bands or what you're doing and just take it forward. So Jeannie. Yes. Our first caller is uh, 618. I think it might be Gail. Welcome to the show. It is Gail. Thank you. Well, hey there, young lady. Welcome. Good to hear your voice. It's good to hear your voice as well. Um, thank you, Jeannie. Um, Suzanne, I um, I hit one as soon as I heard that you were going to be on the show. <laughs> and the reason why I did <laughs> is because I wanted to express the impact that you've had on my life and to thank you. Um, I heard your voice the first time, November 3rd, on parent um, 2015, during no it, it, 2014 um during parent teacher mondays and um i fell in love i know i'm using that word wrong um with <laughs> with the show and with you and um it had made that commitment to listen to as many shows as possible and then um michael introduced me to you when i begged to find somebody because I'm in South Central Illinois in a very rural area and the closest big city I have is St. Louis. And so he gave me your phone number and then um, we started working together and you had a huge impact and I'm still living with the impact of the rebirthing um, exercise Mm. that we did and that, yeah. And I think you are too um, from what I understand. Yeah. Um, yes. And yes. so I appreciate the connection, and I appreciate your work, and thank you so much for your impact and giving me the courage or um, um, to ask questions to be able to go to the intensive that I went to about mm-hmm. this time last year. Yes. So thank you so oh, much for everything that you do. Oh, it's an honor. It's so great to hear your voice, Gail. I'm so glad it's great it's to hear yours as well. Hand. <laughs> oh, I've been watching you on Facebook. Oh, I love all the like and shares from the uh from the retreats and um you're I have to say you have shifted your your face. You've uh it's been great to see photos because I can see I can see the work. I can see the love. I can see the opening. I can see it. I can see it in your pictures. It's beautiful. Awesome. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to take a step back and I'll have other people um, get on then, ask your questions. Mm-hmm. And do what they need to do. So thank right. you again. Thank you. Thanks, Gail. Thanks, Gail. Blessings. Jeannie? Our next one is area code 858. You're on the air. Who do we have? Hi, everyone. This is Paul from San Diego. Hey, hey there, young man. Hi, welcome. Hi. Um, I'm... My comment is is um, in, in a different direction um, than what we're being discussed here, um, but it, it's certainly relevant in that uh, um, a couple of months ago I decided uh, I have a small coaching practice um, that I do because I, I love it and because I grow in it. As you know, Michael, when you coach people, you just 
learn so much in doing it for yourself. And um, I love helping people. And so I offered to several friends, family members, just to, you know, if they wanted to make changes, to coach with me. So that's what I'm doing. And um, without without any charge to anybody, without, you know, paying me anything, but just for the experience of doing it. And so a friend of mine took me up on that. I've known this woman for about 16 years, and um, we have been talking an hour a week for the last six weeks. Yesterday we had a conversation that that just really astounded me as well as her. We, we do the calls on Skype so I can see their body language and communicate better and um, read what's going on and vice versa. And um, the, the minute her image came on, she was in a room that had um, the background, the wall was kind of dark, you know, but there was a light on the wall and I could see her face well as well. But I could see her face and her, her upper body. And, but right above her head, I started, first of all, I started laughing hysterically. And she said, what are you laughing at, you know? So I said, go look at the image of yourself because when you're on Skype, you can see a little window of yourself so you see where you're positioned, basically, what you're looking like. So I said, go look at that image. And then she started laughing. So right above her head on the wall was a sconce with a, a lamp, with a little lampshade, right, that was positioned exactly on top of her head. Mm-hmm. And this bright light was shining that illuminated the back wall. It was the only light in the back wall. And I, we started there. The whole conversation started. I said, so you really are lit up, aren't you, or something like that. So and she just, we were hysterical. The entire session of almost an hour, we were laughing and we were joking. And, mm-hmm. and I was, mm-hmm. kept feeding her things. And so we went into a process. It started there. We went into a process in NLP where you go back into history, and she has had an experience in killing those abandonment and therefore lack of self-worth. So um, the processes I use are very respectful. You don't really get into people's story. They do it, you know, in their mind, in their head. They travel back in time, things like that. But they don't tell me what they're experiencing. I kind of, you know, give them instruction, go here, do this and that and so forth. So we're going back. She's going back in time, and she thinks she identifies the first. She told me this afterwards, okay? Uh, after we we finished with the process, she said, this is what I experienced. So I said, okay. So at first she thought it was a mother who abandoned her in some way. And then she thought, well, there was something earlier. It was my father abandoned me. Then she said to me, the first time in 15 years she'd ever said this, she says, you know, I'm a Christian. And I didn't know this. I presumed it, but she'd never actually said that that way to me. And then she said, I went back farther and I realized it was God who abandoned me. And then all of a sudden, this, this question came out of my mouth without thinking. So, was it God who abandoned you or did you abandon God? And that question created an entire new identity for this woman right in front of my eyes. She became, she understood at that point that she was, she had done this and she was in truth a part of God. And she started behaving mm. like it. She started mm. acting like it. She went to, she told me, she called me this morning. I mean, she was just, just so, and I said, you know, 
when you look at that image, it's just, she's still sitting in front of this lamp on her head, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, if that's not a sign, I don't know what is. What do you need, a billboard mm-hmm. on the street that says, you are God? Or, you know, mm-hmm. How much here does a sign get? And mm-hmm. um, she called me this morning just in tears, thanking me about how it, it totally changed it. Her whole world has shifted. She doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, she started talking to her, her teenage daughter yesterday when she came home from school. Like She's 13 years old. She's the most awake, alert 13-year-old I've ever met. And she, you know, the daughter was upset about something at school. And so, and I talked to her about breathing. I've trained her some of your tools, Michael. And so she just started breathing. And, and the teenager said, well, what are you doing, Mom? You're so weird. And then she yeah. started to get into it. And she totally learned, and this girl is so smart, she picked this up from her mother instantly. They laughed and joked the entire afternoon, the evening. They were having great connection. And she said, I sent my daughter off to school, a totally different person today. Yes, yes. So I want you to know that your work has affected her, both these people, and no doubt a number of people are coming into contact with. It profoundly affected me because I saw what happened and I now have a different vision for what's possible for people um, in terms of creating, and I know how powerful beliefs are about who you are, which is your identity, that you believe you're a certain way. So you, you, you will do everything you can, your mind will do everything you can, it can, to adhere to that belief of I am a giving person or I am not or whatever I am. Mm-hmm. So I've known her for 15 years, and she is a totally different person. And you can Nothing see like it, watching people it. come home, is there? Oh, <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's so heartwarming. And, it's, and I told her, she said, oh, you did this. I said, all I did was point. I said, you did everything. Yeah. And I want to learn from you, I said. Because I want to learn that more. Cool. So Sweet. Sweet. In both directions, yes. So, thank you. Thank you, Michael. I breathe with you. Yes. All right. Well, thanks for sharing that, Paul. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure there'll be other people who will hear that exact conversation and remember. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that I, I like to break words down. You look at remembering as a uh, a two-part mm-hmm. word, and we go back and become members of the body that we started out as and, and cut awareness mm-hmm. from and uh, come back to that connectedness to love and what else is there to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she cool. doesn't need to learn yeah. anymore. She, she knows that. Yeah. Just yeah. be it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank cool. you. Fabulous. All right. Well, thank you, Paul. Appreciate you sharing it. You're welcome. Appreciate you passing it along. All right. Take care. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yes. Thank you. And we have a side caller. Oh, could I speak to that experience? It's just such a powerful share in terms of today because as parents, our children really are plugging into us energetically, and your story so beautifully shows what happens when we, as a parent, respond instead of react to our children, our toddlers, our teenagers, this mother grounded in her love, which is a being, I am love, in her breath, 
being with the challenge that her that her teenagers brought brought to her in modeling just simply connection to the present moment and breathing as you mentioned in the story, the child started to breathe and and that is really the idea behind generation mindful is it, it is it up the chain is it down the chain it's a circle, and we are healing and growing as generations we're healing the generations before and after and we support each other in that in that journey in that growth we're triggered by each other right and we heal together healing through relationship uh, it's such a beautiful story to show the power of responding uh, the power of presence mindfulness forgiveness and uh, connection it's really powerful Absolutely. Yeah, and I love the way the cards, I just kind of ran through the adult cards and the uh, the thoughts on each of them. They're sweet. The uh, the animals, the owl, the uh, the elephant, the fox, they're just such sweet mm. drawings. The dolphin, the bear, the lion. Very cool. Very sweet. Well, Jeannie, well, you've got you. a Skype caller. Let's say hello. Skype, you're on the air. Jeannie, your mute button. Your mute button. There you are. Uh, it just shows up as one one one, so it's a Skype caller. You're you're on. Who do we have? Uh, is that me? That's, That's you. you. We can hear you. Okay, I'm I'm not on Skype, but um, but uh, so I don't know how that. That's why I was kind of confused, but <laughs> I just um, okay. Well, we got to give us a name. Where are you calling from? Uh, Jeffrey, just um, uh, around the ridge and around down the bend from you. Um, in um, uh, extreme southern Missouri, and oh, okay. um, cool. I just had a comment about what uh, she was saying on the causes. I thought, well, I know it's more of a more of a Greek as opposed to uh, an Aramaic uh, concept, but the di- distinction between formal causes and material causes, and how. In that line of thinking, it said that um, for your emotions and your reactions, that um, whatever else, that that the, the formal cause is your internal issues, and then the um, whatever else external, whether it be the person that uh, that quote unquote made you mad or stepped on your blue suede shoes or whatever, is just the material cause. I don't, I, is that basically the same the same concept as what as what you're saying? Yeah. Well, it ties in <laughs> in that when I engage in an energy, I'm going to draw something that matches that energy. So that would be the, and it's interesting when you go back to the Aramaic. There's a there's a place where they ask yes with a question. Tell us, tell us what's most important in the nemosa, which in Aramaic is a word that represents the customs of the people, which would be kind of in alignment with what you're saying about material cause and that, uh, in that whole way of thinking. And when he answers the question, he doesn't say what's most important in the nemosa. He says what's most important in the orita. He goes back to the idea of cause law, which is virtually non-existent in Latin, Greek, English, and, and tends to be lost to look at that higher energy cause and to to start to function from there. So it ties right in. And uh, you had a thought for us too, Susan? 
what I what I'm hearing is that word uh, trigger is that is this one of what what you're exploring a little bit here the idea of some of a trigger or the the cause of I'm yeah, saying either I, you make that. me so mad or I feel mad. A very, very big distinction there. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. I absolutely. It. I I love the story, Michael, that you tell about the um, the bridge, the bridge, and uh, the turning of the boats around. If you'd like to share that at this point, it's it's just a great example of of what is this difference between a trigger, which is in uh, there's a causal event and then there's the inside of me what resonates in me in the face of this event and I I look at that as a trigger and I feel it's it's a very empowering way to look at it verse you did to me right or you made me for sure someone who knows nothing of uh, of mechanics and such would would look at a bridge going up and say well uh, the boat went up because of that or the bridge went up because of that boat because every time a boat comes along the bridge goes up so that must be the cause when of course all that is is the trigger to the to put the bridge tender into activity who throws the switch that moves the uh, the motor that turns the gear that creates the the actual turn the raising the bridge so and oftentimes people will say well you know this this keeps happening to me. Of course, the title of my book, Why Is This Happening to Me? And this this keeps happening, and I, I I can't figure out what I'm doing to 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 bring this about. And what I always point people to is, well, when this happened, what was your perception? Oh, I was so angry. Okay, that's what you did to draw that result, because perception both precedes and comes after the event. Perception is the energy that draws and resonates events to us, so is cause on the prime cause level. And then when the event happens, that energy comes into activity and creates perception. But the perception, Mm -hmm. in fact, is the thing that draws the event, the energy Mm -hmm. that's behind the perception. So it kind of ties in there as well. And, of course, the cards give especially with small children, the opportunity to keep engaged in a world that wants to engage them in all sorts of hostility and fear. I mean, even look at the cartoons we, uh, we went to see, and the animation was awesome in the, the movie Jungle Book, but it's still mm. all about fighting and killing. You know, it's like yes. the, the, yeah. there's so much of that that fills the world where the uh, constructive thoughts, the mind energy on the level of, uh, you know, things like uh, I am kind, I show my love, um, I share my ideas and my feelings, you know, that, that you have on the cards to just keep parents and children focused on a constructive yeah. thinking regimen that, uh, and, and, to me, the impact of it goes beyond, you know, when, when kids are out there and they're impacted by what's happening in the world, when they come home to a safe, nurturing space and mm-hmm. they get to join in that energy with a parent, with a uh, an older or younger sibling, it adds a whole other level of impetus for lifelong mm-hmm. engagement in that type of yes. thinking and acting and behaving. Yes. So you really have the root, Well, the cards are really their intention is to move children out of the brainstem and adults, which is reactive. It's fight, fight, or freeze. And it is to help them 
move into that feeling thinking part of the brain. Um, so we get to feel safe and powerful and connected in order to move into the center, which is the love. And, and what you were just sharing is we are creative beings and where we focus, we create. And with our children, so much of the world does hold up other messages. Um, but we as a family system, um, and when we're triggered as adults, we hold up other messages, don't we? We hold up our fears and, and our, our belief systems that we're healing. So the idea of peacemakers is a tool for, for really everyone. It's in, in, in raising that vibration out of fear and reactivity into uh, response, into uh, truth, into the center, into the beingness of love, that we are human beings, not human doings, and that we can move from this place. Um, but like all things, we want the words, we want the thoughts, we want the training wheels, we want to be educated in a system of seeing the world as a safe, nurturing place. What does that mean to see the world as a safe and nurturing place? And how do we do that? These, these cards, they're just 42 affirming messages. They're basic truths. They're just basic, basic truths. They are the belief systems and the affirmations that we're all, that I think we're born knowing on many levels. Uh, and, and, and we're all working to remember, as you say, remember to pull back into our bodies. So that, that is my, my greater hope for peacemakers is, is in the bringing of the peace, in the remembering, in the coming back into that which is love. We are. We are love. Well, certainly I see a foundation here for lifetime peacemakers, which is pretty cool. Jeffrey, any other thoughts for you or anything else we can support you with? Does that uh, address your question? Uh, yeah, that was that was the main thing for now, just about the um, the thinking about the causes and um, triggers, as she said, Fabulous. and the difference between Great. the two. All right. Well, much appreciation for the call. Okay. Thank you. All right. Take care. Blessings. Bye-bye. Enjoy the spring in the Ozarks. Spring has sprung. We actually went out walking this morning in, uh, here in uh, Ellington, Florida, one little tiny wisp of cloud in the sky, but otherwise just pure blue, crisp, clear, mm. absolutely beautiful day. So we join everyone in uh, in having that kind of a day. Jeannie, uh, do we have anything else happening in the chat room in the way of thoughts or questions and or anybody else with a hand up? We're down to the last minute and a half or so. You're not on, Jeannie. Okay. <laughs> I said we're down less than 90 you seconds, challenge. so I would just do a closeout with Suzanne. Cool. All right. Well, young lady, you have the last word. Hmm. Yeah. I just want to hold so much gratitude for this place that you've created here on a daily basis for people, for myself. I want to hold Michael and Jeannie in the center of our light and just thank you so much for these messages of truth that you've helped me pull into my daily life, into my breath. I just thank you. I'm so thankful for you both, for your commitment to this work, and uh, and just thank you for sharing this tool with the world. I'm just so grateful for you both. All right. 
Well, lots of love and blessings. We'll look forward to the next time we get face-to-face. In the meantime, if you uh, find the show meaningful, you can download it from our website in the form of an MP3, attach it to your email, send it on, and create the best year yet of your eternal life. It's an awesome gift to give the world. Blessings. Thank you for listening to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice, and myself, Jeannie Rice, as we present the internal Aramaic process of forgiveness. We are here every Monday through Friday on Earth Angels Radio. For more on Michael Jeannie or Aramaic Forgiveness, please visit www.whyagain.org. That's www.whyagain.org.